I'm reading 13 short story by Jared Brown. I wrote this. I never thought I'd see the outside of that room, let alone have a life. There, I was conditioned to believe that my dreams were futile, that I was just another cog in the machine, spare parts. And I got out of that hellhole. And it's been two years of nothing but freedom and bliss. I've made a life for myself in the real world. Yeah, from the outside looking in, it may seem mediocre, but I'm proud of what I built. I take pride in my shitty one-bedroom apartment, my beat-up old hatchback. I take pride in the off-brand clothes on my back and shoes on my feet. I love my job at this rundown old diner. Cooking's my only skill. Seeing how that's all they allowed me to do when I was there. And now I get to do it for people who enjoy and appreciate my skill. It was a normal Tuesday night. Sydney, the waitress I usually work late nights with, had a sudden family emergency, so I had the place all to myself. It had been about two hours since she left before anybody walked in, so I was in the back catching up on dishes when I heard the bell chime. Be right with you, boss, I said. No rush, brother, take your time, he called as I finished rinsing a pan and put it on the drying rack. Can I grab you something to drink? I called out to him. Yeah, I'll take a coffee. Black, please, he called back. As I poured his cup, I got a good look at him over the swinging doors. He sat leaning forward, elbows on the table. Though he was sitting down, I could tell he was a big dude. He wore a hoodie with the hood pulled down so low it reminded me of the bad guy from those Star Wars films I watched recently. The only part of his face I could see was the light brown skin of his chin. Here you go, I said, stepping through the doors with a steaming cup of joe. I grabbed the napkin from the pile under the counter and placed it down with the coffee on top. Then I pulled out my crumply old notepad. What can I get started for you? I casually asked the giant customer. He picked up his coffee slowly and took a sip. Nothing. We don't plan on staying too long. He answered in a matter-of-fact tone that sounded oddly familiar. We? I asked, puzzled. I looked out the window to the parking lot and there wasn't a car in sight. He took his hood off. Long gray curls tumbled from beneath it, then looked up at me with dark brown, almost black eyes. My eyes. It was like I was looking into a mirror, but my reflection looked much older and had a sadistic, amused smile. Long time no see, 13, said my sardonic reflection. We missed you so, so much. One, I gasped, stomach tightening with fear. I took a retreating step back, then felt cold steel on my neck, followed by a heavy metallic click. Don't even think about it, bitch, said the man behind me. Go over the counter and have a seat at the table. Shit, I thought, sneaking a glance back. It was three, my least favorite doppelganger. He had his hair pulled back in a tight bun, and though he looked older than me, he looked much younger than number one. I climbed over the counter and followed one to the table. Where's two? I thought you guys were inseparable, I inquired to three sarcastically. I was answered with a blow to the back of the head from three's pistol and fell onto my knees. 
When you escaped, you stabbed him pretty deep and he didn't make it, asshole. Three screamed out at me. Now get your ass up off the floor and sit the fuck down. Groggy and seeing spots from the blow, I reached back and felt warm blood where I was bludgeoned. Struggling, I got to my feet and slid into the seat across from one, who was looking at me curiously. You cut your hair, 13, he said humorously, as three scooted in the seat, trapping me against the wall. Now, why would you go and do that? The curls are our best trait, one chastised as he pulled his own tresses out of his face to emphasize. Because he wanted to feel like an individual, inserted a new voice. My eyes widened with horror at the familiar voice from the kitchen. As if it was their cue, ten more of my doppelgangers, all wearing black hoodies and sweats, walked out of the kitchen looking younger and younger as they poured in. They made two rows facing one another. Five stood on one side, the other parallel as they got down on one knee, bowing their heads submissively. Then he walked through the swinging doors, hunched over as he leaned on his cane, wearing a pristine Persian blue suit with matching shoes. It was him, the original. A flood of traumatic memories came to mind from the hollow ticking noise his cane made when it hit the floor. He looked at me, and though everyone in the room had the same eyes, his glare was unbearably calculating and cold. Hello, 13. I've missed you. He said, sounding uncomfortably sincere, sitting down across from three as one scooted towards the wall. Especially your cooking, he recalled while licking his lips. None of your predecessors had the same gift in the kitchen as you. My heart felt as if it was going to beat out of my chest and onto the table. Please, Jared, I began, but I was abruptly interrupted by three breaking my nose with another blow from his pistol. How dare you call the original by his name? The fuck is wrong with you? He yelled, getting ready to hit me again, but the original put his hand up and three stopped short and reluctantly lowered his weapon. You're always a pain in my ass, 13, the original said as he looked up, recalling something. One and two were both against your creation. They said 12 was enough and that 13 was an unlucky number. (sighs) He took a deep, wheezy breath. And seeing how you stabbed and killed two on your way out. It seems they were right. His smile fading into a scowl. You've been nothing but a cancer to the entire operation. Thinking you're above the others. Well, you're not. He spat with a look of bitter contempt the original bellowed. You belong to me. (coughs) No. I don't belong to anyone, and I'll die before I go back there, I responded, blood still running down my face. Three cocked back for another pistol whip, but stopped short after another glare from the original. Who said anything about bringing you back? The original mocked as his eyes went from three back to me. Reaching into his coat, he pulled out a gold revolver and aimed it at my head, his weak old hands shaking. But I didn't flinch. Defiantly, I stared into the black abyss of the barrel, chin held high. The original grinned. For what it's worth, 13, you remind me a lot of myself, he said, cocking back the hammer with his free hand. In fact, that was your downfall. Smiling, I closed my eyes. 
They say when you die, you see a highlight reel of your life. And in my last moment, I envisioned the last two years of freedom, of bliss, and smiled. Five, six, collect the body. Get them all nice so we can salvage the organs. One demanded as they got up. The rest of you, clean this shit up. All the doppelgangers began to do what they were told. Except for the youngest of them all. What's wrong, 14? The original asked. He... He knew he was about to die, 14 stammered. Why... Why was he smiling at the end? The original put his hand on 14's shoulder and paused, considering his answer. People spend their whole life searching for something he found in two years. 14 looked at his older self, puzzled. What's that, sir? Already heading for the exit, the original grinned humorously and without turning said, You willing to die for that answer?